Alrighty, y'all, back on another episode, Fantasy Week 2 Update with your boy D. Schwa. Schwa, how's it going over there, my guy? Lost this week, so, you know, not great, but just uh, back at it another week. Got to get a win. Starts with back, a bad, bad game tonight. Back to the drawing board, Coach, huh? Yep, I heard you took an L as well this week. I took an L. I did take an L, but, like, what they call those, a moral victory? That's how I felt. I lost to – I scored 142, lost to a guy scoring 150, um, and his team's probably the best team in the league. So, you know, I felt like my boys played hard, you know? You contended. You contended. I contended. I contended. I, like I made that. it. A lot closer than he expected, for sure. You know, and that's and that's good, been. and that's good. You know, Aaron Jones, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, I scored in the uh, the lower half of of my league this week, so not a great sign. You know, it's also one of those weeks where I switch out Claypool for one of my receivers. I win by one or five. I switch out Derek Carr, uh, put him in for Tannehill. I win. So it's okay. You got to make the right decisions. Long season, like you said, back to the drawing board. See, that's why I feel kind of good. I played the perfect lineup. Great call on T. Higgins, Clyde Edwards, eh, another week. We'll get into that shortly. But I played a bang up week two, and I'm excited for week three. But I want to talk about some top performers that we had in fantasy this week. Man, you got to start with Derek Henry. You got to start with the best <laughs> running back in football, right? You have to. I don't I mean, think you can go anywhere else. How many yards did he have in the first half? Like 35, 50? Like 30, he was very slow in the first half. He, yeah. I had Derek, Derek Henry fans were definitely getting worried. Like, ah, man, he's having a cold day. And then. And then the king came alive. Just. I mean, I love that he's that big and he breaks 60-yard touchdowns like they're nothing. We've seen him go for 97. You shouldn't <laughs> be able to do that. No. At the, you should not be able to go for 97. He got 44, 44 fantasy points in my league. Yep. Yeah, and we got to talk about 182 yards, three touchdowns. Got to talk Brady. about the Bucks. He's getting better. I, I truly think he's getting better. We're see, we're gonna see first real test, the Rams, uh, this Sunday. Gonna be a hell of a game. Should have been Sunday night. Yes, Mike Evans, fantasy owners are definitely happy. Mike Evans came alive this week. Um, yes. Godwin, Godwin looked good as well for them. Um, another fancy breakout we had is the Green Bay Packers offense woke up. Aaron Rodgers had a day. Aaron but Jones, Aaron Jones. It was the Lions. Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit and let's see what they do because they are playing Sunday night against the Niners. Pretty good defense. Uh, I'm excited for that matchup. I think Devontae Adams might might show out because he's been you know there, but you haven't had the breakout. You had the Aaron Jones breakout. I think we're getting the Devontae Adams breakout. Okay, okay. Let's talk about some uh, and some some new breakout players we got here from fantasy this week. Saw some saw some Cordell Patterson. Saw some yeah. JD McKissick for a lot of guys who bought in on him from his great season he had last year. If you're a JD McKissick owner, you finally saw some signs there. And if you're an Ezekiel Elliott owner, I don't know if you love. I told the you. I told you to grab Pollard. That Tony yeah. Pollard got last week. Um, if you're a Zeke owner, you have to be a little concerned with the amount of action that Tony Pollard, right? And if, yes, but if the offense can really get going, if Zeke can get his legs underneath them, they could be like Chubb and Hunt. You have no problem playing either of those guys. Zeke so, was eighth in scoring as far as running backs last week as well. 
you know. I mean, he, he's still going to get the goal line carries. Pollard's going to be obviously used more in the pass game. So you really got to play the matchups. And if you have both, I wouldn't start them both yet. But if, if that's where you're at or you come up to a bye week and you need to and you need a, a flex play, Pollard could be a good flex play. Just like some of the uh, you know breakout performers we were going to talk about, Rondell Moore, K.J. Osborne, big-time threats. And those are guys you could look at just throwing the flex. Maybe they uh, catch lightning in a bottle. I was going to say, those receivers, they're moving right on to the next position. Yeah, definitely some big weeks like you just said, those two guys and – Cortland Sutton filled in for Jared Judy. How how confident are you moving forward with some of those receivers? Osborne, a guy who is probably a waiver wire acquisition this week. Um, yeah. How, how, are you taking that risk right now? Or is it so is some of the Osborne keeping up? Some of those guys, like the third receivers on the teams, that's tough. Like what's Rondell Moore is the fourth guy right now, but he's still there. Cortland Sutton, though, you mentioned. I'm starting him. He's the number one receiver in Denver. He had 12 targets and Claypool's too inefficient right now. If Deontay Johnson doesn't play, I'm going to have a real hard decision to make. And I might bench David Montgomery and play Claypool and Sutton because, you know, you're only going to have two receivers there. But Sutton's a guy that I'm looking at, and I think you feel comfortable starting him now. I'm a big target looker when it comes to wide receivers for sure. And that's what is hard about Claypool. He's getting the nine to ten targets a game. And there's not many receivers that get nine to ten targets a game. So that's the issue with Claypool as an as an owner. You're like he has, he's bound to have a huge game. He just gets too many targets, and he's too good of a receiver. But he's definitely making it tougher on you to you know trust going in. Um, a guy that I'm shocked about right now is um, Hollywood Brown. Back to back good weeks, looking like really good, looking like the main offensive option right now for the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously behind Lamar. Yeah, and we saw it a little bit at the end of last year, if you remember, like he was kind of getting into the groove, kind of like really feeling and finding himself out in the league. And he's looked incredible these last two weeks, like a number one true standout receiver. Yes. I've been, if you even started him as a flex the first two weeks and I missed out on both of his huge games, I'm in a position this week. He's probably the number one receiver going into this week with the amount of now, targets how much he's going to get. And the matchup against the lions, but yeah. you know, that's all, that's, that's a given. How much do you think that has to go in? Like, how much is the no running back an impact? You know, the injuries, he is the number one guy. They do have Sammy Watkins, who Lamar and him are building their chemistry up. They still have Duvernay and some other guys. Mark Andrews is there. But I think it's really the running back. They're not able to do as much as they want in the running game. Lamar's taken on, you know, a big burden. And he's been good with his arm. The jump pass was awesome. Yeah, you know, they want to keep as much as Lamar's, a, you know, it's a, top skill set is his running ability they definitely want to still limit you know ensure that as much as they can so they're definitely letting him you know you got to fling it when you don't have as many running backs and this is not some easy running back system uh so a, a lot of the new guys who they've taken on they don't even know the system yet you know guys like Le'Veon Bell can't even touch the field yet Freeman, yeah. because they don't know this offense this is not some easy turnaround and handoff offense there's a lot of stuff going on so you, you can't run while it's 40 times a game. So I, I think you're in a position as a coach to make Lamar throw it more. And, man, Hollywood has stepped up. If he on the Mark Andrews owners where I'm at, I thought he'd be a top three, four tight end going into the season. Hasn't really given us anything to show yet, kind of like Gusecki in uh, Miami. What's up with yeah. the tight end position this year? We always knew it's, a, it's so top-loaded. Kelsey, Waller. And then, like, even you were worried about Kittle going into the series. He looked good one game against the Lions. 
not so great, you know, and an ugly. That game was so ugly. We don't even need to talk about it because that yeah. Niners game was disgusting. But yeah, you 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 just gotta like hope this tight end scores or you're getting two to five points, and the Kelsey and Waller owners are getting double digit 20, 20 point games. Is the hype real on Mike Williams now? Fantasy, fantasy wise. You know, he's been he's a guy a, that I think most people have dra- he's been drafted potentially every year, I'd say, in fantasy. So high too. Like this always high. Like he's gonna and every year we're like he's gonna have his breakout season and it just hasn't come yet. Back to back very good fantasy weeks for Mike Williams. I'm in a guy I'm in a position kind of like with Sammy Watkins where I've missed out on both good weeks and I'm thinking Mike could be a play. And it's not even like that he's played great fantasy. He just looks way more involved in the offense. He's getting one-on-one matchups because you still got to guard Keenan Allen. So Herbert can just sling that thing. And when you have a big time, big receiver like Mike Williams, a red zone threat, you get him the ball. It's been beautiful to watch. And Keenan Allen owners, I'm not sure how you guys love this because it's looking like a Mike Williams and Austin Eckler show for sure. Keenan is so solid. He's so consistent. And, like, that's the thing with Keenan. He just does his thing. And I think Keenan's always a good pick, even in P- especially in PPR, because he'll get his six, his seven floor. catches. His floor is always 12. Yeah. You know, he's going to get pre- you 12 You probably fantasy. have him at a wide receiver, too. So, like, he's not even the best receiver on your team, which is the best part. Yeah. He's always safe. Yeah. And is Tyler Lockett the best wide receiver in fantasy football right now? No, but we know what Russ does in – the beginning of the seasons, he throws such a nice deep ball. Beginning it always happens. It always happens. Uh, he's definitely in the conversation. I mean, who's looked the best? Him and Cooper Cup. Those those are the two big names. Yeah, I mean, I, I and I, it feels like with the lack of weapons that Seattle has on the offensive side, he Tyler Lockett has become like DK. Who? Yeah, like where's, who? Where's, I mean, also. You know, they're probably putting two guys on him or safety help, and maybe Lockett's getting a little bit of less a little less coverage. Yeah, of course. You know, DK hasn't been awful by any means. You know, he's still getting his targets. But, I mean, Tyler Lockett is just looking pretty much uncheckable as far as deep balls. And it seems yeah. like he's due for a deep ball every game. You can almost count that Tyler might you feel be. it. Tyler's going to get loose for one. Like, oh, blitz, see ya. When yeah. Ross just stands in the pocket for, like, a second longer than you think he needs to, Oh, it's going, it's going long and it's going beautifully. What are some of your proud waiver wire pickups this week that you, uh, that you looked at here? Another nightmare weekend for San Francisco 49ers when it comes to running backs. Yeah. Did you uh, target any of those guys? You look at Trenton Cannon. Did you look at Jaquez Patrick? Um, not, not necessarily just because San Francisco is going to have two, three guys and whoever gets hot is going to, you know, Get them the care, get the carries, and probably find the end zone. And you don't know who it's going to be. So I'd rather stick with someone like a Cordero, Pat- Cordero Patterson. Even Quintez Cephas looked pretty solid. You know, getting getting some looks. Tyrell Williams is out now, so it's Hawkinson, and then he's got Goff's got to throw to someone. Got throw to someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I took a chance on on Trenton Cannon. I really okay. did. Um, mostly because I had some had some extras on the bench, and I'm still I'm almost giving up hope. On um on, on Marquise Callaway, so you know I I, I did I, drop him in another league just because I I don't know I haven't seen it. Uh, the yeah. highest guy in my league that went uh 
for our FAAB is Rondell Moore for 25 bucks. So one of those guys where I think in a big offense, deep ball threat, that's who I'm looking at as opposed to, okay, he's a running back in a committee. We don't know who's going to start. Yeah. So it could it could work out because once those guys get hot, San Francisco's pulled no-name no running backs out of nowhere. Jeff Wilson, McKinnon, it's – yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's wild that Rondo Moore is still a free agent in your league. Yeah. He was Especially drafted in my league. league. He was drafted in my league high. People, Everyone in my league thought he was going to be the second-best receiver for the Cardinals. Like They just skipped over Christian Kirk, and I was like, wow. And A.J. Green. I think – People are thinking, okay, Hopkins, AJ Green, I don't know. Kirk. Where does Rondell Moore fit in? I think anyone who thought AJ Green was going to be a factor on this team offensively should be rewatching film. This is not AJ Green anymore. I mean, this is AJ Green, but prime no. AJ Green. Yeah, he's yes. not that. He's they have him literally for the four or five game stretch in the playoffs when stuff get tight and those young guys like Moore and Kirk get a little nervous. AJ now Green we got in. AJ Green. Yeah, and AJ's not going to be nervous. He's going to be good. That's what AJ's yeah. here for. He's not here his for hand, his hands are in sweat and he's not dropping. He's Kirk's not dropping, dropping the deep ball. Maybe he might lime and sweet it. You know, he, he could. He could drop it at the red zone. So you know, that's what AJ Green came to town for. So I wouldn't be targeting anything like that on my fantasy. But with Kyler Murray looking like the best fantasy quarterback to have right now, yeah. Obviously, besides Pat Mahomes, doesn't count. He's but they also like they escaped with a win against the Vikings because we've seen it before and we'll see it again. Vikings kicker woes. Yeah. I would not have any Vikings kick on my fantasy team. Never, never, no but chance. We do have, We do have to talk about, I, I feel like week two, a lot more than week one, a lot of injuries. It was a big, it's week two is like that, uh, like the rust week, you know, cause week yeah. one is so much hype and adrenaline on it. Week two kind of falls off hard. And for some those, reason, those guys were feeling it after the game, you know, they're yeah. not in, in, in the recovery timeline that they're usually in, you know, mid season form. So yeah, we got a lot of tweaks. Uh, Jarvis Landry, Deontay Johnson, Tua. It was, yeah. it was tough. It was tough. And Andy Dalton, you know, even though they say he's possibly able to play, you know, the Justin Fields era yeah. has begun in Chicago as well. The Jarvis Landry, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, this has to be your worst nightmare. You know, you did everything to get. You can't really throw the ball anyway. Yeah, you they know. Do, they do probably get Odell back this week, which is nice. You hope, but, you know. you. But coming you off every, ACL injury. And you did everything to have Odell and Juice play together. That was the whole reason for bringing Odell to over right. here. And they haven't had a healthy season together uh, fully. They've they haven't always, had like a healthy like six games together. Yeah, no. So that's that's really sad to see. They haven't been. This is like the the, the 2012 Lakers when they got Steve Nash and Dwight Howard. Um, you know, it's just they just haven't had a chance to come together and play more than five games. And it would look but good they on paper. Do, they do run the ball as well as anyone in the in the NFL. So we're gonna see. This is a good matchup against the Justin Fields led Chicago Bears against the Browns. I'm excited for that one. It's yeah, going to be probably a boring game, but I'm excited for it. It's definitely exciting. And speaking of how much the Browns run the game, is Demetric Felton actually a waiver wire possibility? The third running back in Cleveland, they don't pass much. And like you said, they don't have many other receivers to go to. You yeah, saw Donovan people struggle last week with some fumbles. 
without Jarvis in, I mean, that's definitely a guy that I don't see an issue with. They're going to line up in the slot and basically play him as a wide receiver. Yeah. Right. Dimitri Crowden could be a possible sneaky waiver wire pickup for those out there who could be hanging around the list. And also people who are in a non-dynasty league, probably a great time to go ahead and get Jeffrey Wilson from the 49ers on yeah. pace, to, on pace to come back in about two, two to three weeks. Now with all the injuries they're having, they're going to need him to come back. He's probably at a spot to, to be the, the lead back as soon as he touches back in camp. So I would also be looking that way too. So what are you, what are you looking forward to on uh, week three? Week three, I find myself and another one, another tough one again. I'm really looking to see is Mike Williams for real. This is this is the week for me. They're playing this is the good, coming out party against the this Chiefs. is the coming out party. You know, two games. I'm at a spot where I'm forced to play him, but they're playing the Chiefs. So this is on paper like an ideal Mike Williams day. You know, I expect to shoot out with Justin and Pat Mahomes, but also. This is a this is it for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I need this. This is it for him as well. Game three, yeah. he he needs to be able to produce for me. He hasn't gotten 50 yards yet this season. After yeah. this, you know, I have to look at, you know, what can I trade him for, hoping that someone has hope for him still. Ooh, yeah. But I, don't I mean know, he, I don't know. I don't know if you're gonna get much. You need a big game to, to be able to get but, something. Yeah, but you just can't cut a number one running back, you know. But he's about to find himself ice cold next to coach. On the bench. Yeah, Come way seat, next to Ronald Jones. All right, that's what he's about to be sitting next to. So, it's, it's same here though. I'm I'm looking at my running backs: Najee Harris, Jonathan Taylor. Those are the two guys that need to you, produce. You they have big good on matchups. Uh, first first two picks, and Taylor, I'm not worried about because he's getting the looks. You know, they had I think three or four chances within the two, and they just couldn't get it in. Yeah. Taylor, he he just. He'll find he'll find his groove. I think he's a, a midseason running back anyway. Like you know, he he gets going. People get a little tired, and he just gets better. Yeah, and then not better Harris, as it goes. I don't know about these Steelers, man. I they are a. It's the O line is really they have holes everywhere. They need no just Billy the O line. The O line Billy Mays. <laughs> the O line is the is the biggest issue. If that's the and, and Big Ben isn't. Big Ben has no time for anything because the O line is atrocious. And they can't run yeah. the ball because the old line's so bad. So the defense That's knows cool. that they have to pass. So I mean, yeah, you don't want Ben running this much, but you look at how Tom doesn't need to run in Tampa Bay. Tom's not running back there. He has time to make decisions yeah. and get his weapons involved. All I'm Definitely. saying is that, and if, that's the big question mark. They play a pretty weak Cincinnati team. Yeah. Uh, they have a solid secondary, but I think up front, you should see the Steelers get a little. Momentum this is going, it. Hopefully. This has to be the game. Like the third, the week three is big. Week three kind of says a lot on where your season is going to go. You know, because you can't fall. Absolutely. You can't fall too many games behind, especially DP division play. This is huge. Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean, Bengals are not the team that they're eyeing though. They're they're looking at the Ravens and the uh, the Browns. But you definitely division you can't play, lose to the Bengals. You have you know, to win. Bad you got to go two and you got to go two and zero against the Bengals this year. What yes, something to. I did actually is I looked at my special teams in fantasy and I didn't like the matchup, uh, the Rams playing the, playing the Bucks, And then I had the Saints, they're playing New England. It's in Foxborough. They looked really bad. I went up and picked up the Cardinals. They're playing Jacksonville. I mean, Chandler Jones, Buda Baker, those are some guys that can make some plays on defense. And Trevor Lawrence is prone to turnovers right now. So I got the Cardinals D and then I picked up Daniel Carlson as my kicker, dropped Jason Myers, 
picked up Carlson. He's getting looks. He's making kicks. And we just need to keep that going. Ooh, that's a good pickup. I did the uh, – I went back to my ex, and I got the Baltimore Ravens back. They got the Detroit Lions this week. I got a great defense against the Lions. I'm looking for that to be the biggest difference in my matchup this week. I'm playing against Justin Hubbard, ironically, and I have Pat Mahomes. So this is going to be fun. This is going to be a natural, good quarterback duo. Um, I I do expect myself to win because I think that – I think Robbie Tanya is going to be good now with the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers got his footing back. The Lions are a great team to build your confidence off of. And I think they got I think they got some swagger back in their step. And I, I don't see any more issues for the Packers. Not as bad as week one, you know, at least moving forward. Yeah. Um, I, I got a couple of start sits for you though. Some matchups that I'm looking at and have some some raising some eyebrows on. My first one, yeah, Tampa Bay Bucks, Chris Godwin going into the I'm game. Playing I'm playing you know, them. You, you think play him because the, the the volume and the targets. And A B's out. But someone's gonna Someone's going to see Jalen. And I think it's going to be Mike. I, and Jalen's not also the type of DB to follow one guy the whole game. He'll stay on the guy most of the game. He might split time, but we're going to see him line up over Mike. Godwin plays in the slot mostly, so I think they're going to probably do some other things, get some you know hands on him before Double he can teams. get going. Yeah. yeah. So I think Mike mostly on the outside. They're probably looking at uh, stopping Scotty him. Miller, also, guys. For Scotty yep. Scotty yep. Miller. That is a if fantasy you need a Hail Mary. If you need a Hail Mary, why not? Scotty Miller is a viable pickup in a very – if you need one, if you're a team that's projected to lose by 15, you might as well go ahead and get Scotty Miller because he has a chance to erupt. That's all. Yeah, just make, make sure AB's out. Just make sure AB's out. Yeah, I think AB's going to be done. Though. He's out with the COVID protocols, correct? Yes, but I think if he were to test negative today and tomorrow, he could ah, technically yes, play. Because the Bucks are 100% vaccinated. Exactly. Yes. Now, yes. if it was Cole Beasley, you're yeah. out. Cole's out, too. Probably for two games. Two, yeah. two games, and they're ready to get, throw rocks at Cole. And I'm, I'm really excited. I know you have him on your team. C.D. Lamb, Monday night. Is it the coming out party of C.D. Lamb? You know, and it's hard to say because he's had two good weeks. You know, he had 15 yes. targets yes. week one, 10 targets last week. But, man, Amari Cooper's a bad boy, so you kind of forget about C.D. Lamb. Yes, This is going to be a big one. I think I think the, the Cowboys, like you kind of said about Ezekiel Elliott, this could be the year where their offense has legit three to four fantasy options. Um, oh, yeah. I think with both Dak is, with that. Dak being the best, I think both of their receivers can be started every week, and they could get to a position where Ezekiel's a running back two, a high, a low one, and – Pollard could be a flex option week to week. Yeah, I you know? agree. And because they don't have any tight ends that you're going to touch. No, you don't want Jarwin or whoever the other guy is. But it's a good matchup. Philly's not known for you know being great. They have Slay out there, but I I like Dallas this week. I think they're going to put up some points, and we saw Philly struggle to put up points uh, last Sunday. So going to be a good game. Dave Montgomery against the the Browns is a little scary. I know that Browns defense is pretty good, but the Justin, Justin Fields, Fields factor is just in my head. Like, he's going to run the ball. You're going to have to take some time and put some eyes on him. It could open up some lanes, especially if they run some read option or some 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 tricky stuff. Get, get in field. Definitely. And, you know, 
it feels his first game, you know, complete game. The best way to get a young running back comfortable is a good running game. So I think they're going to involve Montgomery early. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how you get the quarterback comfortable. You got a good running game. Running game is going good. He feels a lot better. I, I think Montgomery has a big game against Cleveland. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if Allen Robinson can uh, – I know he dropped a bunny yes, uh, last Sunday, but – he, he should be able to get going. So that's a guy I'm looking at. And then, I mean, some other guys that I'm looking here on the waiver wire that, uh, you know, if you're in a deep league or another, a home run threat, Michael Hardman, the Chiefs look pretty solid. Uh, Sammy Watkins is going to get better as the season goes on. And he can practice a little bit more with Lamar. We already talked about KJ Osborne. And, and that's like it. It's pretty thin out there. But, yeah, no. So uh, Cleese of the Week is going to be Tyler Lockett with his Waffle House cleats, shout out to his hometown, scored a beautiful touchdown and had like 25 plus fantasy points in these beautiful pink cleats. So shout out to Tyler Lockett for cleats of the week. Detroit picked that winner there. Tough matchup with Deshaun Jackson as a runner up, but um, gotta love a good story, right? Have to, need, need a good story. So I don't know. It's 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 close to projections. Um, I'm gonna lose by two points unless I play Derek Carr. Then I'm projected to tie, or lose by like point two points. I'll probably go back and forth on that. We'll see what happens with Deontay Johnson. If I need to play Claypool or not, um, I'm leaning Sutton right now. And I just hope my guys can go off. You know, I have a good Monday night matchup. I am playing Dak with C.D. Lamb, so we'll see we'll see how it plays out. You got a big week ahead of you, coach. Some tough matchups and tough decisions to make. Hopefully we both show up two and one next week. Um, and thank you for your time, man. We need a we need a W this week, though. Thank you for having me, Myron. And make sure everyone go checks out Myron's new website. Officially launched, looks Launch. beautiful. Shout out Evan on the uh, drawings. Man, Evan Those killed it, didn't he? Fire. Evan oh killed my god! It. And Shout out and but no, uh, Evan Lee, man. Let's thank get some you. Fantasy wins this weekend. Yes, man, we need it. Peace.